0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner.
0: Listen to On Fire, the
2: official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 194 of that one time on tour is brought to you by the band Treehouse Mafia. Do you like MXPX, Easy Core, Existential Dread, LaCroix with Lime, Dad Bods, and self-deprecating humor? Well, I have the perfect band for you. Multiple episode sponsor, Treehouse Mafia, hails from Evansville, Indiana. That's my home state. They play a blend of 90s pop punk and Midwest emo. I absolutely love these guys, so check them out. For more information on Treehouse Mafia, you can find them on all of the streaming platforms, as well as treehousemafia.bandcamp.com. Now here it is, their new single, From Me To Me. Hey guys, what's up? It's Chris, your fearless leader here at that one time on tour. If you haven't yet, you need to check out my new band Fire Sale. We're currently working on new music that will be out very soon. But in the meantime, you can check us out on all of the streaming platforms or at Firesaleisaband.com. What's that you say?
0: Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media podcast network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey everyone, it's
1: Stevie T, and you're listening to That One Time on Tour.
0: It's going on and on We'll be driving through the darkest night until the break of dawn And we'll be heading for the cities Another show for us to play To get back into the fence tomorrow We'll do it, we'll do it all again
2: Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, what is going on? As always, this is Chris Swinney, and I'm your host for that one time on tour. If this is your first time joining me, this is my podcast where I get to sit down with somebody in or around the entertainment industry and have a stellar conversation. I hope you are all doing well out there. I'm back again. I know it's been a while, life has been kind of hectic, Uh, lots of illnesses. Uh, lots of stuff going on uh, with the band and with you know my family and with work, but uh, I'm heading to Dallas, Texas in April to play with Fire Sale at our record release show. It's uh it's gonna be on Saturday, April 8th at Three Links, and you need to come hang out with us if you're in the Dallas area. It's awesome. We're gonna have our new seven inch record on hand if you'd like to buy a copy or two. It's gonna be really really cool. We're also doing a video when we're in Dallas. For one of the singles, maybe both singles, who knows? But things have just been really, really busy. Uh, I've picked up a lot of work lately, mixing and mastering for different bands and different projects. And uh, the podcast is kind of, it's not going anywhere. It's just kind of taking a backseat to all the crazy stuff that I've been doing in my day to day life. But my consistency is going to get better. I know it's been lacking as of late but I do have some awesome episodes coming up in the future so stick around for those. Thank you for staying on the ride with me. I I still get, you know, messages all the time from people that are just finding the podcast. I had a girl hit me up that uh, has been going through basically the entire back catalog. So it's crazy like I don't put out an episode for a couple of weeks and then I we're still we're still getting good numbers. Everybody's liking it. So thank you like I said for staying on the ride. Now let's get to today's episode. We did this chat a long time ago. The holidays hit, and I just hadn't had a chance to put it out yet. But today on the program, I got to sit down and have a chat with my good buddy, Stevie T, Steve Teraberry. Uh, Steve is an awesome musician and YouTuber, killer guitar player. It's 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 unreal, some of the stuff that he does. But I love his videos and his guitar playing. My son, Silas, and I, we kind of bonded over Steve's playing and, and uh, watching his videos, Silas is actually here. Do you want to say, so, say, say something to everybody? He's been watching me as I'm recording this. So, you you dig Stevie T? What? You dig Stevie T, right? Yeah. Here, say something about Stevie T in the mic. What do you think about him?
3: Um, I think Stevie T is a cool person. Um, a good guitar player, and he's just a very funny guy.
2: He he sent you a video, didn't he?
3: Yeah, I did. I actually sent him a video.
2: Well, Steve's probably gonna be listening to this, so why don't you say hi to Steve and tell him how thankful you are that he sent that video?
3: Um, hi Steve, and thank you for the video. It I like
2: it. I love it. He likes it. He loves it. Okay, well, Silas, thank you very much. Now Daddy's gonna finish the intro, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Silas is sitting out here, and I was like, you have to be quiet. You have to be quiet. And I was like, I oh, well, just let him talk. He likes Stevie as well. So if you aren't familiar with Steve, after you listen to this, you're going to be a fan. I guarantee it. Uh, he's got over 3 million subscribers on YouTube. Like, he's the real deal. And he just bought a new house. Like, the guy's, the guy's kicking some ass over on YouTube. So make sure to check him out. And uh, before I get to my chat with Steve, we're going to do some housekeeping. We have sponsors on today's episode. The band that you heard at the beginning, Treehouse Mafia, my Hoosier boys right here in Indiana. Uh, They've they've sponsored a couple times, and I love those dudes. Thank you so much for sponsoring today's episode. If you like what you heard, you can check them out, treehousemafia.bandcamp.com, or on all of the streaming platforms. Thank you guys so much. Nice to have you back on Board. Next up, we have partscasterconcierge.com. My buddy Gary, he builds guitars. He built me a guitar. He needs to build you a guitar. He consults on stuff. He does everything. If you have any questions, just check out partscasterconcierge.com and tell him that I sent you. Uh, what else do we have? Permanence Tattoo Gallery. My buddy Jacob over at Permanent Tattoo Gallery. He's been on the podcast before. It was uh, the weird episode that it's kind of hard to listen to because I'm getting tattooed the entire time that we're having the chat, and uh, you can hear the the gun in the background. But Jacob is a buddy. He just did a really, really cool tattoo on my wife, and I'm getting ready to go back over there at some point in the future and get some more work done. But if you're in central Indiana... You got to go to Permanence Tattoo Gallery in downtown Anderson, Indiana. Just check him out on the socials at Permanence Tattoo Gallery. Last but not least, my buddy Jeff Small. He does woodworking, 1603designs. That is at 1603 underscore designs on Instagram. He's got an Etsy store. He will design something for you. He did a big, huge logo for the podcast and sent it to me. The dude is stellar at what he does. You need to check it out at 1603 underscore designs on Instagram. If you don't want to rewind this and you want to check out any of these sponsors, all of this info is in the show notes on the episode page. Just head on over to TOTOTpodcast.com for all of that info. If you have a band or a company and you want to sponsor an episode, you can hit up my personal Venmo. No, actually. <laughs> that's the next thing that I normally say. I'm, I'm getting bad at this. It's been a while, but if you have a band or a company, and you want to sponsor an episode, just hit me up tototpodcast podcast at gmail.com or on any of the socials at T O T O T podcast. Here's where I'm supposed to say this. If you want to make a one-time donation to help out, the podcast. You can send it on over to my personal Venmo at Christopher Swinney. That is S that is C H R I S T O P H E R S W I N N E Y. The easiest way to support is to subscribe, rate and review and tell all your friends and follow us on the socials at T O T O T podcast. Shout out to our art director, Sarah over at road dog supply. Make sure you are following her on Instagram and Facebook at Road Dog Supply. Now, Silas, we have a radio segment today, so I want you to say something, okay? Okay. I'm gonna count to three, and I want you to go cue the theme music. Can you say that? Cue the theme music. Okay, and I want you to get up here with me. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna count to three. Here, just just stand over here. I'm gonna count the three, and then I want you to say cue the theme music. You ready? Here we go. One, two. 3 Cue
3: the free music Close enough Radio radio radio
2: on this edition of TOTOT radio we have a TOTOT family member past sponsor of the podcast a couple times i think Ramanami uh my buddy Simon from Ramanami did an, an animated version of our logo it's really cool i'm sure you've seen it uh posted somewhere before but uh let's uh this is a band that has like i said they sponsored the podcast a couple times and i just really really dig their sound and simon and i have become buddies and and it's you know it's about giving back so i want to i want to give a little bit more promo and just get some people digging this band ramanami is awesome and i'm going to tell you a little bit about them. ramanami they first formed in 2013 in punta arenas chile down in south america chile is such a great country i spent some time in santiago and uh I think punto Arenas is way down in Patagonia though so I've not been down there I need to I need to get down there and and see Simon and the guys from Ramanami. maybe fire sale can play in Patagonia that'd be amazing but uh I love these guys they mix all kinds of genres together kind of everything that I that I dig it's hardcore metal punk rap everything and uh, they have five EPs worth of music that they've put out. And I really, really like their name. Also, it means ramen, like the noodles. Then to me, so ramen to me. And my daughter is absolutely obsessed with ramen noodles. So every time I hear the name Ramenami, I think of her asking me to make her ramen noodles. So uh, I hope that everybody in Ramenami is doing great. I hope you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the the past support, and I, I want to turn some more people onto your band. So if you guys want to hear some amazing Hardcore metal, punk, rap, everything band from South America, from Chile. You're going to love Ramanami. You can look for them on Instagram, at Ramanami. That is R-A-M-E-N-A-M-I. And they're also on all the streamers. So check them out, Ramanami. I'm going to play their new single. I'm going to try not to ruin this because my Spanish is not good. But it's Cartas Paratimí. Cartas Paratimí doesn't matter if I can say the name of the song because the song is awesome so here it is this is uh this is, these are my boys ramanami all the way from Chile hope you guys like them <laughs> Okay. So there it was. I'm not gonna try to murder the name again with my horrible Spanish, but that were my those are my boys Ramanami, all the way from Chile down in Patagonia. You gotta check him out, like I said, on Instagram at Ramanami and on all of the streaming platforms. It's that time. Silas, what time is it? It's time for my conversation with who? Ramanami. Not Ramanami. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday they'll be on. Stevie T, man. Stevie T. So, this is what I want you to say. I want you to say, here it is, my conversation. Say, here it is, my dad's conversation with Stevie T. And then go, here we go. Here it is.
3: Here it is.
2: My dad's conversation.
3: My dad's conversation. With Stevie T. With Stevie T.
2: Here we go. Here we go. And I am on the line with uh, someone that I've wanted on the show for quite a while. I'm a huge fan of what he does. It's Stevie T, YouTuber, guitarist extraordinaire, uh, impressionist. I'll, impressionist. I'll add that too. You know what?
1: I've been called a lot of things on the internet. I've never been called an impressionist, but I like it.
2: Well, I will tell you that your Lars impression is pretty spot on.
1: You think, you think it's pretty spot on? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you got to chew a toothpick while you're talking, you know?
1: You really do. Yeah, I listen to like a lot of interviews to kind of get his mannerisms or mannerisms.
2: (laughs) I got to tell you, man, I know that we've like kind of chatted and texted and everything. But having you on the FaceTime right now and talking to you, I've watched so many of your videos. It's it's kind of a weird thing.
1: That's, well it's weird for me too because like i've been listening to bands like the ataris and stuff since i was a teenager so uh <laughs> so we're, we're so we're both kind of fangirling right now is what's going on it's
2: it's pretty cool man i mean I, <laughs> I i told you a little bit in kind of like the little pre-interview thing we do when we get on the on the phone that my son is a huge fan i, I let him watch a couple of your videos because i thought you know it's there's there's comedy there's music I, I hope this isn't a derogatory thing, but you kind of have that voice that a lot of YouTubers have, which just kind of like listen to me. I'm grabbing right. your attention. <laughs>
1: yes, 100. So loud and I, I just loud and obnoxious would be the term.
2: <laughs> well, he watches like Lanky Box and like all these like weird videos, and they're all these like nah, nah, nah. they never stop talking. Like you stop talking. You're just when you talk you command their attention, you
1: know? That's pretty, you know what? I never really thought about it. That it maybe that's what makes a YouTuber just loud and obnoxious. And like, <laughs> listen to me because I have a lot to say and none of it really means anything.
2: Well, I mean, but you back <laughs> it up because you've got the guitar chops, man. Like I've been playing guitar since I was seven. I went to college for music theory, performance yep. guitar. I teach guitar. I feel like I'm pretty good on the instrument. And then I see guys like you and Jared dines, and, and all these guys on YouTube that just make me look like a fucking beginner.
1: Oh. It's, in, it's insane. High, but
2: it's insane what you guys do, man.
1: Well, and then I'll go on to Instagram. And there's just this feed of guitarists who are just make me feel like Little Wayne playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this new age of um, like clean guitars they don't even use a pick
2: oh like polyphia of, like, stuff. Poli- polyphia stuff like yeah, Tim yeah, that kind of
1: stuff yeah and like i come from the old days of like distortion chorus and delay to the max to cover up your not perfect <laughs> playing but you know <laughs> i come from those days
2: well you know i'd, I'd like to t- i mean you know tangent city right off the top i've got a lot of stuff i want to ask you but I've recently kind of been exposed to Polyphia and that kind of stuff, the Tim Henson stuff, and I think those guys are insanely talented. But I tell you, after a minute or two, I'm I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, the stuff that you and Jared and guys when they do the shred collabs, I love that because every like ten seconds it's a new guy. Right. But like when it's like a three or four minute song and it's just like I'm just not. I lose interest, I guess there's no, there's melody, but it's not something you can grab onto, you know, that's, you know, that's fair.
1: And I, I think that's kind of the, the same thing could be said for like, just mindless shreddery too. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, but it, I mean, like I think almost-
2: I, I like mindless shreddery cause it's so distorted and, <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Well, I think we come from those days, you know, the, the early days of the Shred Gods.
2: Yeah, yeah totally. So I want to get into this, to my notes, because I've got so many things that i got to ask you about. You know, you're from Canada. I have a love affair with Canada. I toured with uh, a band called Sewing with Nancy that then became a band called The Reason. They were on Small Man Records. Yep. Uh, they were from Dundas, Hamilton area. Are you in Ontario? Is that where you're at?
1: I am, like, not like Niagara Falls area. Okay. And the, re- the Reason at my... My buddy did their documentary that took, like, years to finish. Oh, when when
2: they were on the train or whatever? Yep. Oh, yeah, man. Those guys are, like, my brothers, dude. I love those guys so much. And, like, I spent so much time with them in Canada as well as playing in Canada with the Ataris and different bands that, I mean, the food, poutine is my favorite thing in the world. I just made it a couple (laughs) days ago because my mom got me cheese curds from Wisconsin. And, I mean, it's just, I don't know. A lot of people kind of I guess I guess I feel like Canada doesn't get a lot of credit, but like I've had some of the best times of my life up there and the people are great, the food's great. I don't know.
1: And there's there's stuff to do up here?
2: Yeah. i don't <laughs> go down to Pizza Pizza and get you a ninety nine cent slice or a loony. <laughs> <laughs> a loony, yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny that the poutine I I feel so un Canadian. It's like When I have my french fries, I just douse it in ketchup. I'm like, no poutine for me. It's so (laughs) un-Canadian.
2: I I love it, man. And we just, I mean, I I spent so much time in between tours because, like, we would go out west, and then we'd come back to to Hamilton, and I'd stay at at Cubby's house, James, their guitar player. And then we'd go out east, and we always kind of had that bass there, so that whole kind of, I guess, Toronto suburb kind of area is somewhere that I've spent a lot of time. I've been out in your neck of the woods as well. Did you grow up kind of crossing the border and coming to shows in the States as well, like going to concerts and stuff?
1: Not really. You know what? I'm not much of a concert goer. I've been only been to, like, maybe nine concerts my entire life. Um, I mostly just stick around here. Like, every house I've ever lived in is within 10 kilometers of where I am right now. So... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's a hustle, man so okay so when you started playing guitar was you were fairly young i take it like how old are you right now
1: i uh, so I'm, i just turned 35 so okay. and i've been playing guitar since i was six, sixteen. 16 okay i guess which is kind of a late bloomer for a like you always hear like i started guitar when i was three and it's like nah. oh I'm, and you started when you were seven i Sometimes I sometimes
2: wish I had started sooner. I got a guitar when I was seven. I wouldn't say I really like took it seriously and got into it till I was about 11 or 12. Oh, okay. But I had it around the house. I knew a couple chords, but I wasn't like, cause I mean, okay, I just turned 44. So when I got my guitar at seven, I was listening to like, you know, gangster rap and stuff. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> so it, it wasn't like I was in, I just got it. Cause my parents like, you have to learn an instrument and I got a guitar and then later on of course like you know 8 9 10 like I got into Metallica and I got into Iron Maiden and because I had uncles that had tapes and I would steal their tapes out of their cars and I they were my own little secret nobody knew I had them you know and so like when you got into it being a 16 year old kid where that that is a little late maybe just to jump into the guitar what was inspiring you and what made you want to do it
1: Well I mean I always liked the um I've always liked music and I was into all the pop punk stuff in high school and I never really planned to play guitar, but my buddy was, he played drums and he was like, you should start guitar so we can start a band. Yeah. And I had a su- summer job. So I'm like, okay, just bought a piece of crap guitar and I fell in love instantly. So if he didn't even say that, I might've never started guitar.
2: So what w- what were some of like the... You know, a lot of people have different stories like, oh, I went out of the Mel Bay book and I learned all my stuff. Like, (laughs) for me, I hated that shit. I was like, I want to learn One by Metallica. I want to learn Four Horsemen, Master of Puppets. Like, when you got your guitar, you were kind of into that punk, pop punk, kind of 90s, 2000s, whatever stuff. Is that some of the first stuff you learned or what was some of the first songs you learned?
1: 100%. Uh, Damn It by Blink-182 was the first song. (laughs) Hell yeah. And the Offspring, you know, and then and then you start kind of getting into the gateway bands, Metallica. Yeah, and then you know they're the gateway to all the metal stuff, and then it just that was it. Now I'm a full blown metalhead.
2: <laughs> so when when I watch you play, I mean, we're going to kind of bounce back and forth to the past, the present, everything. Oh yeah. When I when I watch you play, it seems like you have a very good grasp on technique and maybe music theory like do you know your modes do you know all the crazy stuff like are you a studied guy
1: um to be honest i i know the pentatonic scale pretty well um i have a basic idea of the modes but other than that i just basically play what i hear in my head i'll just hear a a riff and then i'll transpose it to the guitar yeah. couldn't tell you for the life of me what mode it is or <laughs> But I mean, things like harmonic minor stuff—you know what you're pl- It's got such a distinctive feel. It's
2: got a sharp seven.
1: Got a sharp. Sh- you got to sharpen the seven.
2: <laughs> you you know? got to sharpen the seven, man.
1: No, if, if if you were to like unsharpen the seven, I would couldn't tell you for the life of me what that would be. you unharmonic minor, <laughs>
2: flatten. I think. It, well, I I actually just had a student the other day. We were learning that the the harmonic minor has a sharp seven. The melodic minor has a sharp six and a sharp
1: seven oh yeah so I, I may or may not have played that in my school <laughs> <laughs> no
2: but i just that's the thing that kind of growing up when i got into guitar it was all about just playing other people's songs And then when i really wanted to get deep into it and i started going to like a real teacher and learning actual theory and, and all the modes and all the scales and everything chord inversions like everything i i see guys that like just shred their asses off and like i know it's got to be some feel but there has to be a certain amount of that studied kind of knowledge in there like do you do you think about the numbers and the intervals when you're putting together something for like a shred collab or are you just jamming
1: you know what that's because if i'm just like improvising uh i I am mostly thinking about intervals and stuff, so maybe I know more theory than I originally thought. Yeah. But I'll be—I'll hit a sour note here and there and be like, "Oh, jazz."
2: <laughs> or you'd um, be like Jimi Hendrix, just bend it until it's in key, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you got to do like a dime bag three step bend and be like, yeah. "That was on purpose," I swear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so let's talk.
1: about uh, But when I write a solo for like the shred collab or a solo for one of my songs, it's I'll like either improvise over and over again and come up with licks that I like, or I'll hear something in my head and then put it down and then I'll play it bit by bit. And then when I upload it to YouTube, it looks like I did it all in one take. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what I was going to ask too, because like during the pandemic, uh, I was asked to do a lot of these like cover songs with different people, kind of like zoom yeah. or virtual covers or whatever. And a lot of people don't know how that works, and this kind of goes into a lot of what you do with your your videos. But, you know, I would they'd send me the drum track, or even if it was programmed or live or whatever, and then I would play my guitar parts and make them perfect in my DAW. And then I would, you know, then I make my video portion of it, and it looks like I'm playing, but I've already played it, so it is me, but I'm kind of, kind of mimicking. When I watch you guys do the shred collabs, or when I watch you do certain things... I mean, I kind of have an idea of how you're putting it together, but I, I love the fact when guys on those shred collabs, like have the red bar and their Daw behind them, yep. like are they, are some of them really doing it live or are some, or is it just a bunch of bullshit?
1: Honestly, uh, I think the same thing. I'm like, Oh my God, it's recording in the background, but I've also done the fake recording screen for my videos, my Metallica one. Yeah. Yeah. I had the fake record button going. Um, <laughs> So it's hard to say, but when it's, there are some guitarists out there, it's like, okay, maybe this guy could do it first take, but yeah. I've also heard from pretty reliable sources that even oh. John Petrucci does like hundreds of takes. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, and there's no doubt that those guys can like shred like crazy live, but when you're putting something down, you know, digitally or to tape or whatever for a project, you're going to want to give some TLC to it, you know?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. But that's where I couldn't tell you. I know for me, it's all I, I'm mimicking my playing 100%. Yeah. I have not hidden that at all. But I mean, <laughs> I, there's so many Instagram guitar videos where it's like, well, this is clearly sped up.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, wasn't that was kind of like a big controversy, you know, months ago. I know Jared got involved in it where like a lot of those Instagram guys were being called out. And right. It, it was a big to do were you a part of that like on like what side did you take in that whole
1: thing well i mean i've always had like the fake guitarist thing but that's always <laughs> been kind of tongue-in-cheek this this one was more like i mean all all the guitar all the guitarists who are doing this they are all shred gods yeah so it's almost like why do you even have to do that it, but maybe the instagram algorithm is different i don't know Maybe you have to do it to look cool. I, I couldn't tell you.
2: Well, the one thing that I really like about your channel and your videos is that I, I don't think you don't seem to... I mean, okay, this is going to come out really weird. That's okay. I think you're cool as hell, but you don't seem to really give a fuck if people like you. Do you know right. what
1: I... Yeah. Oh, no, 100%.
2: <laughs> like, you really... It really feels like... You're just kind of having as I mean, I know it's a lot of work, a lot of editing, like st- behind the scenes stuff that nobody knows about, but you just seem like you're having a really good time. This is the stuff that I'm putting out into the world. I really hope you like it. But if you don't, this is what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of unapologetic in that way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's that's 100 percent it. Um, when I first started doing it, like no one was watching me anyways. And then when people started watching me, at, I mean, the first hateful comment is always pretty hard to take, but yeah, yeah. You, you grow a pretty thick, when you're on the internet, you grow a thick skin pretty quick. And then, and now it's like, you make an equal amount of money from the haters as you do the lovers, so, <laughs> so hate away. And I always say, um, the most ironic thing about the haters is they'll go to your video and just to write a negative comment meanwhile they're letting the ads play through yeah so (laughs) it's just kind of ironic
2: so you started the channel in uh let me see like 2008 yeah how how quickly i mean i don't think it's not an overnight thing i know youtube takes forever but like what was your consistency? Were you did you want this to be like a thing? Because in two thousand eight, I don't think anybody thought, "Oh, I'm gonna make a living off of YouTube."
1: Right? Yeah, no. Um, I just remember like the earth, the first viral guitar video on the internet. You might remember this too. Was this this kid on like a webcam? It was terrible quality, but he did like a a shred rendi a neoclassical rendition of um, what was it? What one of those classical songs. Okay. Canon.
2: Oh, Canon and D. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I remember that now. Yeah. Like
1: 80 million views or something. I'm like, Oh, I could do that. But (laughs) I I like to be original. So I'm like, you know, I'll do saints go marching and shred. And I uploaded that. That's when I started the channel just to upload that video. And I'm like, here we go. Time to go viral. And it didn't. (laughs) 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 So, so then years went by, I would upload a video one video every year, just not even thinking about it, just for
3: just to do I don't it. even know
1: why I did to be honest, yeah, yeah, and yeah money on YouTube wasn't a thing, so it was just for fun.
2: are those videos still like on your channel? I'm sure they're somewhere on the internet that you can get them, but are they oh, still on, on the yours?
1: oh, they're <laughs> on the dark web yeah no they're they're still there i'm I'm a huge advocate of not deleting your history, even if you hate it.
2: <laughs> it's like a yearbook picture. Like I tell people, I'm I have a lot of tattoos, and they're like, "Well, right? Are there any that you don't like?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, there's a lot I don't like, but I'm glad I have them because at that point in my life, that was the dumbass tattoo that I got.
1: You know, that's that's fair. You know,
2: <laughs> and the internet's <laughs> the same thing because it lasts forever. Even if you were to delete those, somebody out there has that, and it's going to show up.
1: Yeah. yeah, I did one video that was a little controversial and people are like, "Why don't you delete it?" and I'm like, "The second I delete it, it's going to be uploaded multiple times." Yeah. And it's just like, I apologize for it and you know, become a better person the otherwise. So,
2: yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the whole cancel culture thing. Yeah. It's it, it all depends on like how much you care about being canceled. <laughs> Cuz I mean That's I, that's kind of it. Everybody, you know? everybody has their own opinions. And I don't think that just because someone d- differs from mine that, you know, just cause I'm offended, I'm not right. You know,
1: that's a, yeah, exactly. Your opinion is not exactly like mine. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, because we, uh, <clears throat> I did a, I did a podcast with a buddy of mine and I, I this podcast, my podcast is not political at all because I want to be, right. I want to be inclusive, you know, like if you voted for trump but you like no effects you can come on my show i I tell you i'm not gonna probably talk to you about it but that's fine and i did a podcast with a buddy of mine and he kept asking me about like my political views oh no (laughs) and i have some unpopular political views it's not left or right it's just common sense bullshit. if you live in america you know and That should be the way it is everywhere, you know. Yeah, and it got really kind of like, man, I don't know if I <laughs> want people to like because it's my own personal shit, you know, and it's a, yeah, and so exactly. we, we didn't put it out, and then we did another one that wasn't political at all. and I just I don't know, man, like I don't really want to know people's poli- politics.
1: <laughs> you know what? I you, that's a, it's good you go by that because I also have the same rule on my channel, there are two things I don't touch religion and politics
2: yeah because i mean that's the thing there's so many people that would enjoy my show or your videos right. but maybe we differ on one issue and i right. mean the world didn't used to be like that i <laughs> mean maybe, right, exactly. maybe it always was and i just didn't know but you know.
1: right yeah it is so different on the internet too i think i don't know it's we just
2: well like they were, were trying the to cancel and- metallica you did you see that shit
1: i did i and i don't even know to this day what that was about
2: The only thing that I could kind of see in that is that, I guess, back in the 90s on the Black Album Tour, they were playing at some military base in Germany.
1: Okay. and,
2: And, like, James and Jason were doing, like, a Nazi salute, but it was, like, a goofy joke picture. Okay. And, like, they, that's, I just don't, I think people don't have a sense of humor for Anything right, they weren't yeah, saying, I mean, like, oh, we love not the Nazis, like, nobody's saying that. Nobody
1: said, no, not at all. Yeah. But I mean, these same people, like, there are some movies back in the 70s, oh my god, they wouldn't be able to handle themselves, of like, course. you know, Blazing Saddles, you know, types of movies like that, they would blow their minds.
2: <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I say a lot on this podcast when people start talking about stuff like this, like, I like to separate the art from the artist
1: 100%. Yeah, like,
2: like I grew up in the Midwest and the Roseanne show was hilarious. And I, I know that she's some crazy right wing racist, whatever, but I still like Roseanne. I'm not going to go hang out with her, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I, yeah, yeah, you
1: don't, yeah. Like you said, you don't have to agree, agree with everything about someone to, you know, associate with
2: them. I mean, when remix to ignition by R Kelly comes on, do you turn it off? No, it's a badass song. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I re- you know what I'm old enough to remember when that song came out and that was a banger.
2: Yeah. So and do I agree with what R. Kelly did? Of course I don't, because I'm a human being with morals. But I but he's a badass musician. He's a really good songwriter, you know? Like
1: I don't know. And that's a shame. Yeah, it's such a shame.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna get any more of his stuff, man, unless they're like from prison, you know.
1: The the pri- the, the prison B sides that's gonna be a thing in twenty years. All I'm they, ha- all they have, in, all they, they have
2: in all they have in prison, all they have in prison is an, a like garage band with a 2010 version of Fruity Loops.
1: Right, and oh, and same like with the Lost profits, like oh yeah. It, oh man, like why did you have to do that? I don't know,
2: we we'll get off of this. I don't want to bum everybody out. I, I know, right? <laughs> I'm having a really good time talking to you. That's all I know, man. So, uh, yep. Yeah when when the when the channel started growing like when was there that oh my god this is like people are digging this like what was the first video that started to go
1: it was um i don't even it was Little Wayne played on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> and he played a guitar solo. Well, I use that term loosely, like guitar solo. Three
2: or four notes, and they're kind of in key? Yeah, I've seen it. Three
1: or four notes? No, it was it was two notes, two and like they weren't even notes. <laughs> <laughs> he, the, maybe it was jazz. Okay, we'll say it was a jazz solo.
2: It was a jazz solo, yeah.
1: Yeah, he flatted the seventh. Well, <laughs> well, he, he flatted a lot of things.
2: He but augmented I, the ninth.
1: Oh, he did more than augment augmented. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't even know. I did a parody video on how to do his technique. Like the most sarcastic video I've ever done. Was that the it,
2: first <laughs> like parody video you did? Because before that, was it just you jamming and shit?
1: Before that, it was like serious stuff, like me shredding. And then, but no one was watching me. So I didn't give a shit. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't know why I did it. I had no audience. I would have been doing it for myself, but it was just so fun. I just uploaded it. And like, Oh, it wasn't even, it didn't even get views quick. It was like over the course of a year. Well, I was like, wait a minute, a hundred people a day are watching this video. Wow. And at that time it was like, that's
2: pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then over a year it had like a hundred thousand views. I'm like, oh my god that's like a massive number so then i started doing more videos maybe like because there was no algorithm really it <laughs> did and i wasn't making money so it was like maybe i did a video every few months or something
2: was the was uh, the production and, the same or was it pretty ele- oh, it was elementary
1: pretty <laughs> i was still recording onto cassette actually and importing wow. in real time into my computer through um component
2: yeah, i've seen that yeah
1: yeah dropped frames and everything like those were some primitive times yeah. sometimes awesome. i'm like how am i still here i am such an old man of youtube now <laughs> like-
2: <laughs> so that video starts to go like what was the catalyst though for like wow this is like because you weren't making money i mean right. at, that, at that point a lot of people on youtube weren't really monetizing so no. Like what was the catalyst like, well, I should keep doing this? Was it was it music based? Like did you have things you wanted to push that you were creating or was it comedy based? Like what was it?
1: So, I it was kind of a combination of both. I mostly I just wanted to do fun things that I loved video editing cuz I'd been doing that since I was 13. Yeah. So, um that an audience started watching, so I, I kind of got an interest. I liked people watching me, and yeah. they gave me approval that I never really had from the outside world. I guess yeah. I'd always kind of been like an out, kind of an outcast and loner throughout school. So, but yeah, I would, I would try to incorporate some of my own musical activities on there as well. But of course, they didn't hit like the <laughs> comedy did. Yeah. Which was, which was fine. Cause I loved doing both anyways.
2: Had you ever, had you had like, I mean, were you like a funny kid? Did you have aspirations of acting or being a comedian or anything like that?
1: Literally? No. Like I don't even people I went to high school with, I'm sure they probably don't even remember who I am. Cause I was so quiet and the opposite of a class clown. <laughs> But then I've always well I've always had a sense of humor with those I was comfortable with. Yeah. One yeah. of those being a camera because the camera don't judge you.
2: Yeah. No. So
1: <laughs> that was when I that was the only time I could really be myself was in front of the camera. So I think that's why it works so well.
2: Do, do you get any of those? Well, you said they wouldn't remember you, but do you get any people now? You know, like there's a few years between us, but you know, I've been to a couple of my high school reunions and I see people that I went to high school with now that I've recently moved back to Indiana where I grew up. I was down on the beach, but we moved up here cause it's cheaper. <laughs> and, right. <laughs> and so I'll see people that I haven't seen in 20, 25 years. And, and you know, like they, Hey man, I heard you have a podcast. Hey man, I heard you were in some band. Like, and they kind of like people maybe that didn't want to hang with you previously right. because you, yep. you've had like, this much success, like an inch of success. Now they want to like, hey man, do you remember in Mr. Blah blah blah's class? Like, no dude, you didn't fucking talk to me in high school, (laughs) you know?
1: Right, no, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I've had messages from people too. I'm like, we've never we never talked in high school. Yeah. (laughs) I was like and then it's like, wait, you were the popular kid talking to me now. What the heck? It's kind of weird. It's so funny you say your reunion they're like you were in some band. They must (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look okay to a millennial like the ataris is not just some band
2: okay well i mean it's just people from i grew up i mean i don't know what it's like you're close to niagara i grew up in a in a town of like 1500 people in my high school my graduating class had 82 kids
1: oh wow what
2: yeah so it's like it's not i wouldn't say most of them are tuned into pop culture it's kind of a small farming community. Okay. And so
1: you're they okay, wow. Yeah, I mean so they like, do not have radios is what you're saying. <laughs> they do not have computers. <laughs> they they
2: they do, I just don't know how much they like paid attention. Right. to what was going on in my life post high school. <laughs> do you know what I'm so saying?
1: You're like, <laughs> you had to explain to them what a podcast even was.
2: <laughs> uh, sometimes, I don't know. And I mean that's the thing too like I have a I have a new band that I started with some buddies. Yep. And I post my stuff on Facebook and Instagram or whatever. Hey, check out our new single. Hey, we're doing this. We're doing that. And people are like, it's so cool that you're still doing that. What is that supposed to mean? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not 70 years old. Like I'm, I'm 44. I love music. I'm not, I would do it for free. Like, I'm I not, know. Like
1: do people message Mick Jagger? Like, Oh, you're still in a, a band. That's like, cool.
2: You work at a bank. You've done it since high school. It's so cool. You still do that.
1: Like, I know. Yeah. Like what a double
2: standard. <laughs> <laughs> and then I always used to have people say like, and I, they've said it about the podcast too. They're like, how's your little podcast doing? how how's your how's your little music thing going is it going well that's that's like something your
1: grandma asks you you
2: know yeah but these are like people i know that like that was school
1: (laughs) it's it's great
2: (laughs) so what does your family think then you know being like because i don't know the rankings on youtube or whatever but what are you up to your four million sub club yet
1: not yet, we're get, we're getting there. I kind of enticed my audience, if I reach four million subscribers by March first of two thousand twenty three, I will get a tattoo. Okay. Which I, I'm not I, I like tattoos, but on other people. Yeah. So I'm like, if you guys do this, I'll get a tattoo. Do
2: you do you know you're upping the stakes because three million you had the water bottle?
1: Yes, yeah. Now you're
2: getting a tattoo. (laughs) There's quite an extreme difference between the water bottle and the tattoo, right?
1: Yeah, but it's also like, I wanted something where if the goal wasn't reached, I still wouldn't be mad. Yeah. So this is it. Like, if if I don't get to 4 million by that time, oh no, I don't get a tattoo. I wasn't planning on it. But then if I do get 4 million, it's like, oh, I guess I got to get a tattoo, but I have 4 million subscribers. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... I also like people to subscribe to me because they want to watch me. It's, it feels so unorganic to be like, subscribe to me just to make me get to this goal.
2: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because even, you know, the parallels between that and the podcasting thing. I had someone when I first started, they're like, you know, you have a tiny, tiny bit of name recognition. So some people will listen right away. And they're, right. But they're like, they're not going to come back unless they like you exactly yes so and i mean i didn't like try like oh like me please like me but i didn't try to be like hey what's up this is that one time on tour like i'm not trying to be like radio guy like i'm just fucking talking to people about stuff i care about and it seemed people came back so for you like i said earlier not really caring i guess i mean you're perceived the way that you want to be perceived but you this is what i'm doing And I hope you like it, but if you don't, fuck off. Like, that's how it feels when I watch your video. And that's I think that's what you mean. Like, if you like me, come back, but don't come here just to see me get tattooed.
1: Right, exactly. Yes, and that's what I mean. Like, a lot of channels have done stuff like that. And I know people with millions more subscribers who don't get the view counts I do. And I'm like, is that because of something like that? Yeah. You know, these goals
2: what what's the tattoo gonna be do you are you do you know the design
1: that's to be decided from my audience as well so i've heard it mentioned maybe the cars for kids logo which like please do not
2: you should get four million time symbol and then like a subway sub (laughs) (laughs) That's that's it and i think people would love it just give me a little bit of credit Tag my band in the comments. <laughs> Just I will
1: get your face tattooed <laughs> on my arm.
2: There we go. That, that's, <laughs> it. that's it, man.
1: Right. But <laughs> I've seen some pretty cool designs so far. So if this does happen, like I'm not too worried.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it'll be cool, man. I can't <laughs> wait to, I've been subscribed to you for quite a long time. So uh, I'm an OG subscriber because I like Stevie T, not because I want to yeah. see you get tattooed.
1: And like, from my perspective, it was the same thing with you when you were like, "Hey, come on the podcast!" And I started listening to your podcast, and I'm like, "You're just a dude who was in popular bands talking to other dudes who were in popular bands back when I was into pop punk." So it's like that plays to me a hundred percent. Well, thanks,
2: man. I mean, I appreciate it. You're my you're my you're my demo, my target demographic.
1: <laughs> well, one hundred percent You hear like my heroes like from the Atari's and like you yeah, had remember for "Protest the Hero" on here like. Tim, oh
2: Timmy from Protest the Hero was the original. He was in Fire Sale, my new band. He's yeah. Protest is like kind of kicking back up now, and they're doing some right. touring and they're writing a new record. So the newer Fire Sale stuff that's coming out, he's not really a part of, but he'll always be a part of because he he helped me start the whole band. So
1: yeah, that's like I heard you mention in a podcast that you were starting a band with him. I was like, that's sick. <laughs> so I was wondering what was going on with that one because protests they're one of the first like after the gateway bands like metallica they were the first like i guess metal band i got into well
2: and they're from canada too so i mean yeah. i'm sure that kind of there was that camaraderie kind of like because i know that it's dumb but like growing up getting into music it was always cool for me when i was really young that like axel rose was from indiana
1: Oh, I still didn't. I didn't know that.
2: So I was like, you know, Guns and Roses is this big thing from L.A., but he's he's from like an hour from where I grew up. You know, <laughs> that's
1: whether he'd admit it or not. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, well, he.
2: I think he might admit it, but he, he'd tell you why he got the fuck out of here. He that's didn't funny.
1: stick around. Is he, what we're saying. He didn't
2: stick around. <laughs>
1: no. So, but um,
2: when you were doing yeah,
1: like, I guess back in the day though, like the internet wasn't a thing, so you never kind of knew where a band was from. I. I did. I knew Alexis on Fire was. Well, they're from. I guess St. Catharines. Dude,
2: I got the, the I got the tattoo right there. I don't know if you can see it. That's
1: wild. I heard you mention you were an Alexis on Fire fan. They're like from the town over. Yeah. So that's kind of funny.
2: Well, but, dude, but, like I I did a tour with those guys. A Warp tour, 2004, and oh, I just wow. I watched them every day. I think it was on the on the Watch Out tour when that the, like the Green record came out, and I remember just hanging out with them and like. Going to catering with Wade and and Dallas and and I just I fell in love with that band and then everything they put out I just obsessed over.
1: You and you know what? I never, I never knew they like they were huge in Canada. I didn't oh. know if they're popular. A lot of Canadian bands did not break out of Canada.
2: Dude, when Alexis on Fire came and played Indianapolis back in the day, okay, they played this place called the Emerson Theater, which is like I think it might hold. 800 people it's like an old theater from like the 20s or 30s that they've converted into like an all ages venue there might have been 70 people there wow and then i remember talking to them and they're like oh well we just played the enormo dome in toronto or whatever the fuck it's called you know like yeah so there was that kind of thing and i've talked to roadie and timmy and those guys when they would you know they will play up in in canada it'd be packed and then they would play yep. right across the border and there'd be nobody there. So it's, I never understood why it was like that. You know,
1: I never did either. It's, and there's, they're like so good. Like they deserve to be heard by more people.
2: Well, now I'll tell you the last, like the few times that I went and saw city and color in the States that he city and color blew the fuck up quick in the States.
1: Oh really? Okay. Cause it did here too. But I did not know that.
2: Because I, I, It was like the same year or two. It was before like the big breakup in 2012. I remember going mm-hmm. and seeing, I went and saw Alexis somewhere, I think in the Midwest. And it was a really small show. I think they were on tour with another band. I can't remember now. It was still a decent show. But I mean, as far as what they did in Canada, it was like a fraction, right? Right. But then I went and saw City and Color in Detroit. And it was like, 1800 people sold out
1: <laughs> interesting <laughs>
2: just Dallas maybe, and a guitar
1: just over the border I don't know that's, it, it, I don't know how
2: well I also saw city in color in Birmingham Alabama and there was like 2,000 people sold out like a year or two later so yeah it, I mean okay. I think it was because I don't know man maybe a lot of people just kind of pigeonholed Alexis in that metalcore 2000s they, they, thing they may
1: have been too ahead of their time
2: Their new new record is fucking killer. Have you heard the new record?
1: I have not yet. No.
2: Otherness. It's so good, man.
1: That's so un Canadian of me. I'm gonna have to like eat a poutine and listen to the new Alexis on Fire record.
2: (laughs) You you have to. It's amazing. (laughs) No, I, I sent when I got this. I went to my tattoo artist and we did we did an episode of the podcast while I was getting tattooed. And I was getting my my kids' names, Silas and Indy, on my on my hands. And okay. we had some extra time and my tattoo artist was like, do you want something else? You got a little gap on your, on the top of your hand. And I was like,
1: yeah, yeah. I see skin. Do you want to fill that? <laughs> yeah.
2: I said, throw a little heart skull in there, man. And he goes, really? I'm like, yeah, just go for it. It was like a 10 minute tattoo. And I, I sent it to Jordan and all those guys that night. And they're just like, why did you get our logo tattooed on your body? <laughs> and I'm like, cause I love your band, man. It's amazing. I don't know.
1: That's, but yeah, the other they're so good i mean we, but that's i come from that era like I, we had much music i don't know it was kind of like the mtv of oh canada. i know
2: i know dude i've been i know a lot about much music oh
1: yeah <laughs> i sometimes you talk about canada i'm like have you lived here for a while because you do talk like you know a lot about Canada.
2: i spent literally months like not just on tour, like just like in between things, I was doing staying in in Hamilton, staying in in Dundas, like that whole area. Yeah, and I just I don't know, I I love it so much. I know all about Much Music. I I envied you guys because MTV sucks,
1: right? But you yeah, guys yeah, had yeah. Much
2: Music and you had Homes on Homes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had that later. They syndicated it, but I I remember watching that when I was up in in Hamilton a lot.
1: No memory of no memory of Homes on Homes, but yeah, much music. It
2: was well, Homes on Homes, just that guy off. that fixes up houses. He has nothing yeah. to do with music.
1: <laughs> that, nothing at all, and I cannot. I can't even hammer a nail into a wall correctly. So yeah. but much music. They played all those like Alexis on Fire, Protest the Hero. Like I still remember being blown away by Heretics and Killers music video. Hell yeah,
2: dude! Bro,
1: this video is sick. <laughs>
2: I, there's so many good bands like how deep do you go into that stuff like do you like Propagandi?
1: Um. okay so that's probably getting a little deep.
2: Well Propagandi's from Winnipeg. I mean they okay. they're on Fat Records. It's it's the guys from Protest. It's like their favorite band. They're a little more punk but it's like technical metallic. You need to check if you've not listened to to okay. Propagandi. You have to.
1: So like what year was that band was
2: I mean they came out they they started in like the late '80s. Their first record was okay. like I think their first record on Fat Records was like '93, '92, something like okay. that. But it's they've they but they they were like a punk band, and then they progressively got heavier and heavier, and it's more metallic. And oh, you just have to check out Propaganda. If you're Canadian, yeah, they should be on the flag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Replace the. Tag with them. Replace the uh, maple leaf with them.
2: Yes, a picture of Propaganda instead of the maple leaf. That's what it should be. And the National
1: Anthem should be one of their songs. It should be,
2: yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, well, let's get back into you, because this is what this is about, man. I-, I love tangents, and I could talk to you all day.
1: Oh, man. Me too.
2: When when the, the video started going, and it was like, wow, this is a thing, Like, how soon before you were able to... Kind of monetize the whole thing, like because that if you were already getting subscribers and big videos, and then one day you're like, "Holy shit, I can make money doing this!"
1: Right. (laughs) I'm sure that was
2: like an epiphany, right?
1: Yeah. No, that and that there was there was never an inclination that it would. You were doing videos on the internet, like yeah, it was so looked down upon. How could you make money doing that? And then, yeah, I, I guess it it must've been when Google bought YouTube and okay. then started monetizing it. And then I'm like, what is this put ads before videos. And I didn't even do it at first. I'm like, put ads before videos. That's ridiculous. Um, but then I eventually did it cause everyone was doing it. And I remember the first month I started making money. I made like 350 bucks. Wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> I make that delivering pizzas. <laughs> And I mean, it was still like, I was still delivering pizzas for years. Like it, when monetization come out, it was still a slow thing. Yeah. Yeah. So when so did I it, still- when
2: did it really pick up? And it was like, cause I mean, is that's what you do now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, <laughs> one thing I've always wondered, you know, like doing the podcast, I used to do it weekly and I was like militant about it. and yeah. And then I kind of. Well, I've got X amount of subscribers. I've got two kids that are, you know, 5 and 6 years old. I I have all this other stuff. Maybe I'll take a couple weeks off and now it's like maybe two episodes a month just because it got really taxing on me, right? Yes. So yeah. with you with this being like your gig, your main thing, do you feel that pressure to put out videos?
1: 100%. Yeah, absolutely and there was a time when the algorithm was very, very, you need a video every day. Otherwise, your videos would not get views. Wow. And, but, so I, when I really started taking it seriously, I started doing a video every couple weeks. And, and then I guess it started to become my full-time job. Yeah. The, the money still wasn't fantastic, but it was, still it was enough. And I was living at home anyways, so. Yeah. <laughs> And I was delivering pizzas, so I was doing a a video every couple of weeks because that was doable. And then yeah, the algorithm changed. And all these guys who were doing these crappy, not not even edited videos, they were getting way more views because they were uploading a lot. But I stuck to my guns and I was like, okay, I'll do one video a week. That's the best I can do. Yeah. And and I'm still at that schedule to this day. I find that's like doable, but I also can spend some time with my family, yeah, yeah, but i I still don't have hobbies <laughs> like i the only time I pick up guitar is for a video, yeah, but i I think it's getting to a point now where I think YouTube is now getting to where as long as you're doing good content and people watch it the frequency of videos doesn't matter as much. Yeah. So I'd like to get to a point where, like you said, like couple videos a month and then I can have more time with my family, maybe play a fricking video game once in a while. Um, And that, that then your content just gets better because you're starting to enjoy it more. It starts to feel more like a hobby again.
2: Well, no, and I'll tell you that that's such a parallel with what I'm doing with the podcast, yeah. because I've always had people on that. I wanted to talk to, and my friends and stuff from being on the road. But there's a lot of times where a publicist would hit me up. I didn't have a guest for that week. And I'm like, sure. And then I do all the research and I'm talking to him and I'm always engaging and I want to do the show, but maybe I wasn't as interested. You know what I mean? So like now that I'm at the point where I have you on the show and next week I'm having a buddy of mine that nobody fucking knows, but he's a good dude and he's really good at guitar. And we had a lot of fun times together, you know, like, yeah, I just do what I want to do now, and I have enough, I'm hopefully, you know, cross my fingers that the people listening aren't going to leave me. I, right. I have people that want to check it out. Like, I just posted a bonus episode with the two new singles from my band, and it did just as well as the episode I put out with Chris Schifflet from the Foo Fighters.
1: Right, which is crazy, but I mean. Yeah. The new fire sale stuff is pretty fire. Knocking it off. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank
2: you so much. You are welcome to use any of it on your channel for free.
1: <laughs> Without getting copyright claims? Oh, copyright claims, that's a whole other that'll be a whole
2: other. I, I, I will right have there. our label pull the copyright claim if you ever choose to use it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so let's so you're doing this weekly. It's it's your your gig. You know, do you ever think about what's going to happen if maybe what if youtube just goes away like what what do you yeah. what do you want to do what's the end goal for career for like what do you just want to do videos forever like i'm not making fun of like people make fun of how's your music thing going like i'm not saying yeah, that yeah. Yeah. i'm just saying like do you i know that you signed with artery recordings you put out a record you did a lot of stuff like that is that something you're interested in do you want to be a part of the industry do you want to parlay this into maybe touring? Cause I mean, I know a lot of people that get huge followings on the internet, they start doing appearances and, you know, come to the club and see me do it live. And you could, you could, you know, put your Metallica outfits on and do your shit. Like that (laughs) would be awesome. And people would pay to come see that, you know,
1: that's, that's a very interesting question. I get, I take things like day by day and video by video. I'm like, not even really, thinking about like what to do next. Yeah. I, I guess I like what I'm doing because I'm still doing it, but yeah. um, do, do you know about the whole thing with me and Dragon Force?
2: I do. And I, that was next on my little list. You know, okay. I, I know that they, Herman or whoever, are the guys in yeah. that band, they kind of ask you to go play bass on the road. Right. You decided not to, which I want to get into. And right. I, I saw the video when you went and like play the triangle, but then you also like jammed. like yes. that was so amazing. So yeah, take me down the Dragon Force thing and how that came to be.
1: Yeah, uh, dang, I feel like I skipped the whole subject by going straight to the dragon. We're we're <laughs> we, gonna slay the dragon.
2: <laughs> we can we can go back if you want, man. There's no time limit. On I guess this. we're going every which way, anyways. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: yeah. At first, I like touring. I've always been such a homebody. Yeah, but I was like, like you said, these opportunities come up, and like. Well, first of all, it's like Dragon Force knows who I am. What? <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> that's pretty cool that's, yeah. the
1: cool. that's the coolest part of all of this. Like, I'm talking to Dragon Force now. I'm talking to you. You were in the Ataris. I just had a conversation with Justin Hawkins of the darkness. Like, oh, you did really? I, I'm on like texting basis with my heroes, you know? and it's That's amazing, wild. dude. But, like, uh, Justin's
2: YouTube channel is so great,
1: man. He's so good, and that's how the conversation started. He Uh. wanted, well, Alicia, Dragon Force's new bass player, ironically, hit me up and was like, Justin's doing, I have a friend named Justin Hawkins who's doing YouTube. He wants to talk to you about doing stuff. I'm like, The Justin Hawkins? (laughs) Sign me the
2: fuck up, man.
1: (laughs) Are you kidding? Like, I wasn't in high school in 2003, and believe in a thing called love wasn't a thing? Like, come on. But yeah, he, he's blowing up in it. It's great. And he's hilarious. But anyways. Um, but yeah, so I I agreed to do the tour. And I was excited about it. And I was like, this is such a different thing. Yeah. And it was only a two-week gig. But like the closer we got to the, to the date, I was like having panic attacks. And like, yeah. I wasn't eating. And I'm like, this is going nowhere good
2: um i mean you could handle so the I, material I, like, yeah, you, you could handle but, the material but you were just kind of like this is a big deal i'm going on the road with these guys like it just kind of was was going crazy in your head a little bit
1: yeah a little bit yeah it was a, starting to get a little much i mean their bass stuff is really easy if it were guitar i would have been freaking <laughs> out like no freaking <laughs> kidding
2: but i guess when your guitar stuff's that insane the bass is probably just holding down the root note every time the that's the progression changes right
1: that's all it is. So that's, that's where I was also like, come on, you can't mess up. Yeah, yeah. And But yeah, I, I had to be like, I called Herman, I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And instead of like being like, oh, come on, what do, do you know how much? Because they went through the whole process of getting me a a work visa in over the course of a day, they had lawyers working on it. And I'm like, I don't know how much money they spent on that. <laughs> so I felt like such an asshole, but they were so cool. And Herman talked to me on the phone for like an hour about, anxiety and stuff like that yeah. like they're the coolest people ever it's cool to know your heroes are actually genuinely amazing people
2: yeah so that but, so you didn't do that tour right but then there's the video where you go play with them in i guess in Toronto or somewhere where was it at it was
1: yeah it was at the opera house um they they were playing toronto and then they hit me up they're like we're playing toronto uh, do you want to come tread out a little solo with us, and i'm like okay this is in my backyard i can't say no this time yeah (laughs) so i I did that and it was actually feeling the rush from the crowd is so different than like a camera
2: (laughs) yeah i I totally get it man i mean it's i don't know it's weird even with like the podcast like i get no in the episode i upload it and then i'm like Okay, well now I have to just maybe people will say they like it. <laughs> right. Exactly. But when you go play a show, it's like, whoa, there's all the energy in there in front of you. It's gotta be it's I mean, you've you'd played shows before, right? I the the
1: the show I played played previously to that would have probably been twelve years ago. Okay. <laughs> with I've been in local bands that played a local show <laughs> yeah. in front of like Ten people, two of those being my parents. Yeah. So, so not, not
2: the opera house probably almost sold out, if not sold out, right?
1: No, definitely not. Uh, so, and it, it's just, it's different when they're, the audience is genuinely like stoked to see you. Yeah, It's like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Well,
2: and I'm sure that, you know, the annu- I remember seeing the announcement that you were going to do the tour, so... of the Dragon Force people, even if you weren't in Canada, probably know who you
1: are. Right. So
2: getting up on stage, you know, let alone that close right in your backyard in Toronto, getting up on stage and all those people that are already there to see Dragon Force, they know about your connection to Dragon Force. So I'm sure they probably all know who you are and watch your channel. It was like a synergy thing,
1: right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, 100%. And it was just like such a like ending chapter to that. to that to that book it was just so cool but i mean if they come around again i'll i'll, I'll probably collaborate with them more too because they're also not shy of doing internet stuff yeah so. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i am i'm so happy i did that and it was so cool to do i actually i you're you're you like canada stuff do you know the band walk off the earth yeah okay so they were playing a show in Port Colbrin. They were headlining Canal Days. And I'm buddies with them. So I'm like, can I, like, come play a solo on one of your songs? <laughs> I did it with Dragon Force, and it was kind of cool. And then I did that with them, too. That's
2: so, awesome, man.
1: I'm like, I don't know if I... The touring life, I don't know if I could do it. Sleeping in whatever and... I'm a little stubborn in my ways now.
2: Well, no, that's what I tell people all the time because we've had offers now for fire sale. Like we've got an offer to go to Asia next year and we've got like all these like European offer and then festivals in the States and I'm down. I want to do it. I don't want to be gone for like more than a couple weeks because I have kids we've and got uh, kids now, yeah. yeah, I don't want to. I, I respect people that can kind of do that, but I can't be away from my kids that long. But right. the thing is, it's like I'm in my 40s now. Right, you know Matt Riddle, who is in the band, who was in No Use for a Name and Face to Face. He's in his fifties. We're not gonna sleep in a van, right? Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna come home losing money. Like, like I'm not saying that we're amazing and you should pay us a bunch of money. But I'm only gonna do things that make sense for me. I'm not 20 years old and eating ramen noodles at a truck stop.
1: You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. The, you've you've done those. You've been through those days. You've well, done that.
2: Like you, you're 35 you yeah. have you have you know an amount of success that you've grown accustomed to you you probably wouldn't have to if you put together some kind of tour doing the Stevie T live show you'd get nice hotels and do whatever you fly to every show whatever you want you know but i mean that's the thing you get to a certain age and yeah i'm i'm not doing it for the cause like i've got yeah, a exactly. i've got a mortgage you know what i mean like yeah
1: yeah yeah and that's i'm kind of at that Bo oh, too because like to tour and stuff I you know like you said I'm 35 I don't see me getting older wanting to do it more yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I still want adventure like the Asian right. tour that we were offered that I hope we end up doing once we all kind of get together and talk about it it's really great and the money's decent and you know everything's taken care of but you know it, it's got to make sense but yeah go to Asia for two weeks I'm down <laughs> Like, yeah 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 two weeks yeah i'm down i want to go see stuff and hang out like play like i'm into an adventure but i'm not into an adventure that financially destroys my family
1: right, right. <laughs> and, and i don't know or like living in a van for a year
2: i've done that know? before i'm not doing it yep. again
1: <laughs> no 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 <laughs> It's like, do bands still do that? I mean, is it even cool to be in a band anymore? Like,
2: I mean, it is. That's one thing I wanted to kind of get your take on as well, because like what we're doing with our label currently, we have enough songs for a full length, but we want to do like a series of two song singles, yeah. and, and they're doing vinyl and everything because vinyl's hot again, whatever. Yeah. And and it's kind of like to introduce the band to to kind of build the band. And it's the attention – this goes along with the YouTube and having to do so many videos. It's the attention span of people now with the way they consume music. Is it better to do two songs every six months or every couple months or is it better to put out 15 songs and then they're dead in the water because nobody fucking cares?
1: Right. Yeah, that's it. And like bands are doing that. They're releasing singles all the time. Yeah. Like The music is in such a weird – I don't think it's found its way yet. I, it's. I don't know. I think we got to go both back full circle and go back to like CDs or something because there's just no physical. There. I used to like going out and buying a CD. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to like you know sniff it like. Oh,
2: well, and you've got dude. liner notes and artwork. You've yeah. got it's it's a it's an experience. Like you'd go it's in your room, experience. put on the headphones, and read the lyrics and the thank yous as you're listening to the new yeah. song. Yeah.
1: It's, and it's like there's no connection to it anymore. Like you said, it's because I guess the TikTok, it's the TikTok way, right? Ten yeah. seconds, next thing. <laughs> you know, So you have to release just one song because if you release a whole album right now, no one's going to listen to the whole thing.
2: Yeah, That's the thing that we've like because we were like, we're old school. Let's do a record. Let's do a record. Right, yeah. So we wrote a record, but then our yeah. our label's like, well it it seems to be like if we kind of leak out a couple songs every few months people you you don't lose their attention right yeah and like the numbers go up because you put out two songs that you like and then you get all these followers and then those followers then get those songs and then they get more followers and it it i like it and i'm glad that like we're kind of we have this plan but i also wish i could just have this really nice piece of art that has 10 or 15 songs on it and i'm done you know
1: right exactly yeah and then two to, to support the album it's like yeah it's like how many songs do you release as a single before you drop what, what if you just did like every song of the album is a single And then when you drop the album, it's just the last two songs.
2: I mean, that could be a good thing. Like, I think our original plan, because we're doing vinyl and CDs, and and I think we're even doing cassettes, like limited edition bullshit. That's a big
1: thing now, too.
2: yeah. Yeah. So we're doing kind of like, you know, for the next year or so, every few months, a couple songs, and then those all go together as like a packaged LP.
1: okay yeah
2: and i don't know if that is like the end result i think that's what the end result is but it's a new time you know like when you you know you signed in 2014 to artery recordings you had the album of epicness yes (laughs) now was that kind of like was there any touring behind that any shows was that all you doing it was their program drums like what was that
1: oh yeah that was all me and my my body we handled all the production and all that stuff. There was no plans for tour or anything like that. I think this was when labels were first starting to be like, okay, internet's a thing. I think it was them like dipping their toe in the water a little bit to see what like an internet person would do album wise. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't make a penny off the album, Um, but there was no loss either. So
2: did they do physical stuff or was it all streaming?
1: It was all streaming, so that's where I'm. Like, I'm. Sh- I'm pretty sure this was to see how it would be doing an internet personality. Yeah, doing an album. So,
2: was that like a positive experience for you? Like, did you enjoy doing all that?
1: You know what? Like, like you said, it was. It was the tattoo that you had. You got at the time. Yeah, it's, it was a memory scar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the songs are still cool. Like the production wasn't where it would be now yeah but it was at the time and it it wasn't a bad experience and i still listen to a couple of the the songs with a lot of pride like oh that solo was sick (laughs) and but i mean like my vocals were just not up to snuff at that point like it's hard for me to listen to i would have if i were doing it now i would have got guest vocals for sure (laughs)
2: So, is that something that you're interested in, in like pursuing again, like doing some original music to release, or is that something you think I've, about?
1: I've actually, um, because like, like I've said, when you release original stuff, it just does not do as well as yeah. the hilarious misheard lyrics, you know. But um,
2: well, my podcast does better than my band, so I understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. We after the podcast, we will cry together. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we will we're joint. for it. we're brothers man
1: for life yes
2: <laughs> I, I feel brothers like in both. our brothers in our failure <laughs> yeah
1: oh <laughs> uh, but i mean when you fail on the internet it's not like doing an album yeah. and it's failing and it ruins your career if you do a video or a podcast that fails it's like uh oh i guess next week's we'll do better it's yeah. like
2: yeah it's not over <laughs>
1: It's not over because bands' careers have ended because of all the money and shit they put into an album that fails.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, man. I've had you on here for a while. I do have a couple listener questions, and then I've got a couple little like personal things I want to tell you about how much my son loves loves your videos. So would you mind answering some listener questions?
1: Um, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> okay, so Sarah from Tennessee said, "Would you ever do a video comparing a pop song to its punk slash metal?" Cover counterpart, i.e., like the punk goes pop compilation.
1: That's a really good idea. Well, okay, first off the bat, that video would be copyright claimed to shit.
2: Yeah, you'd have to get like Clash of Clans or somebody to to sponsor.
1: <laughs> Never had Clash of Clans, but Rage Shadow Legends.
2: <laughs> Use my code in the description.
1: Use my code in the description to get twenty percent off. You know, I got all that shit down. I've done it so many times. <laughs> yeah. I, like NordVPN, I know the script off by heart now. I don't even have to. Dude, you know? I
2: I'd never read anything like that before. And when I when I got on my network, it's like okay. And I'm like, hey, Chris, here from that one time on tour, BetterHelp.com. Like,
1: yeah, yep. like, Casper and,
2: mattress. You know,
1: I, <laughs> I've done BetterHelp as well in the past. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm getting good and, at reading scripts now. So
1: yeah, yeah, but you sound <laughs> excited about it. You know, you're not reading from a script, like uh, you know. Yeah. But I, I guess to answer the question, um. I feel like okay, so there are reaction YouTubers, and then I, there are, dude, I don't get
2: that shit. You know what? There, it's, there's this guy on TikTok. It's like first time listening to Foo Fighters. You and I live different fucking lives. If the, if you're 100. if you're in your thirties and you've never heard the Foo Fighters,
1: well, first of all, he's lying.
2: Yeah, okay? I know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, if you're in your thirties, you've heard learning to fly or whatever back in 2000 you you've heard their songs bud
2: <laughs> i love the kids react videos but like the, yes. the adults like i've never heard landslide by uh by <laughs> what's the band
1: first, fleetwood mac <laughs> first of all bullshit yeah. because radio was a thing yeah back in the
2: 80s <laughs> i've never heard inner sandman by metallica <laughs> yeah
1: so basically uh I guess I'll leave the more reactionary stuff to the reaction guys. Yeah, I I do do reaction videos. Like if I have a video, if I have a week where I'm like, I want an easier video. I guess I'll just watch someone else's video and make money off of them doing their work. It's just <laughs> such you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it's just such a terrible thing. But YouTube encourages it. Yeah, <laughs> but if if I can do a reaction video and I make it my own and I do like a shredemption or something, then I then i will but to react to something that's already been like react to pop punk does pop (laughs) i i i wouldn't do something like that it's already been transformed to something else yeah and i'm not just gonna say my opinion because i i like to go i don't know it's just not what i do i'll leave that to the reaction guys
2: cool well sarah thank you so much for your question Um, this one, I think we've already covered a little bit, but I do want to ask it. Greg from Maryland. He says, being such a talented guitar player, do you see yourself? Do you see the pursuit of success on YouTube as separate from the pursuit of success in music? And I don't think he really means like being like a rock star, just like being a successful, you know, just, you know, your pursuit of the craft of, of music or are, are they completely separate or do you see them as tied together?
1: You know, I think at first it was definitely playing guitar, wanting to be a rock star. Then, of course, the internet came along and killed those dreams. <laughs> but, but, and then, yeah, like they said, it literally—I couldn't tell you the difference between them anymore. Yeah, because the guitar camp became so much of the content, and I guess, I guess, if you. Had, if you ask the young people, YouTubers are the rock stars now. So it's
2: like, yeah, I mean, Jared's got his own fucking signature guitar,
1: right? Yeah. That, yeah that's yeah. crazy, man. And I've had talks to do that with Kiesel. Really? So,
2: that's who, yeah, ta- but, that's who Timmy with protest is through Kiesel.
1: Yeah. And who isn't, you I, it's, know, gr- they're
2: great, but, man.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I know Jeff pretty well and like he'll always send me new models to try out. Um, but in doing what I do, I could be paid by a guitar company tomorrow to do a sponsorship. So I can't... They're very... Like, if you do a signature series, you kind of have to play it, you know? Yeah. So it it kind of conflicts with what I do. Yeah. Because, like I said, I can do a sponsorship and be... You know, lava guitars and stuff like that. So I I could never be tied to just one guitar because I'm doing... So many, and I have relationship with Ernie Ball as well. So
2: that's pretty awesome, man. So, so Greg, I guess he he ties them together.
1: (laughs) One hundred percent, yes. And I don't want to separate
2: them. Awesome. Well, Greg, thank you so much for your question. Now we've come. We're past an hour here. I don't want to take your your whole day up, but I do want to tell you. You know, we've talked a little bit about it. My son absolutely love i mean i love what you do too and i showed him your videos and he's only six years old six and a half years old and he loves the cars for kids video he sings that shit all like i hated that song already now i gotta hear it all the time but the one thing that i think is so funny and i want to tell you this story we were on the way to school the other day in the morning and i had this like random nineties R and B kind of playlist going in the car. Cause it's early and it's, you know, it's not time for metal at that point. And right. he goes, dad, do you know what this beat is? And I said, no, what are you talking about? He goes, it's a boots and cats beat. <laughs> and I went, what? And he goes, boots and cats and boots and cats. And boots. And I was like, where'd you learn that? He goes, Stevie T. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, of course. <laughs> and I, he, now, now every time we're in the car and like, dua lipa or something comes on like the the radio i'm like Siles, what is this he goes boots and cats and boots and cats so you're <laughs> you're teaching you're teaching the youth of america rhythm you're teaching them how to you know chris
1: those were never my intentions
2: <laughs> Well, it, but dude it had it was an offshoot it was a side effect of whatever your your That's intentions funny. were
1: i i love that it's like it's so it's like so dumb but like it, people connect to it and it's like and i hear all the time about hey my kid loves your video and it's like my videos were never intended to be kid friend like i try to be family friendly like i swear a lot but
2: the thing is like you normally edit the swears or beep or whatever like and it's believe me it's it's not any worse than anything he hears from his mom and i so okay
1: good yeah because i but wanted to ask that to a parent like
2: I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of,
1: there's uptight parents
2: out there, but we are not those parents.
1: Okay. And no, I just, it sounds like I don't want to cater to those kind of parents (laughs) anyways.
2: He, he just really connects with like, the stuff is funny.
1: Yeah. And he
2: brought the Metallica video to me on his tablet because that when he was like three or four, I would lay with him while he was going to sleep. And we would watch like live Metallica videos on my phone. Oh wow. And like okay. he 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 knows Metallica. If he sees the logo, he's like, "Dad, look, That's Metallica." Sick. So like he brought that to me and he goes, "Look, Stevie T's doing Metallica." And he was all excited about it. Yeah. So it's just the fact that like your videos, I don't know what your target demographic in your mind is. Like because it falls into me, a 44-year-old man that loves music and comedy, I love right. it. But then yeah. my 6-year-old son is obsessed over it right yeah so i mean i i think that having that wide like swath of of generations and people like i understand why you almost have four million subscribers because i mean that's a pretty that's a pretty big thing man
1: yeah i guess so i guess maybe maybe i'm the new am i the new family show (laughs) like you know
2: (laughs) maybe i don't know
1: (laughs) but i yeah i I guess it's just the it, the immature demeanor, I guess, really, really the goofy kind of big kid attitude that I've always had kind of caters to a younger audience naturally, yeah. but the content I'm doing caters to the 25 to 45, you know?
2: Well, I'll say it's kind of like when you go see like a Pixar movie and they throw in those adult jokes, yes. you know yeah. what I mean? It's geared towards the kids, but it's like, oh, that's funny, but the kid didn't get why that's funny.
1: Right, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah that that story's that's hilarious. I love I love hearing stuff like that. And when they say my kid picked up guitar because of you, like that's that's my favorite thing to hear ever.
2: Well, I mean, it it really like he's around music all the time because that's yeah. kind of what I do. Like in my studio <laughs> here, I've got twenty guitars and keyboards and bullshit everywhere, and he's always in here playing the drums and doing whatever. But when he started watching your videos, he was like. Oh, music's cool. Like it like it clicked, it clicked with him that, cause it's, I don't know, man. It's just, I really, I really think that you probably didn't intend for anything like that to be the case. You're just making funny videos. You got popular. It became a job, but I really do think you're doing a cool thing for people. And I really, really enjoy it. And I respect what you're doing,
1: man. I appreciate that. And I appreciate what you're doing. Giving me those um old pop punk vibes of my teenage days we're all nostalgic for that stuff these days do that yeah.
2: when we were young fest blew up man <laughs> crazy
1: yeah <laughs> that's it yeah
2: <laughs> so what do you have in the future is there anything that you can tell me like you just doing these new videos i know the metallica thing came out like a month ago or something like what what's your yep. newest thing you've got out right now
1: my newest thing uh, i i never know what i'm doing until like the week of but, I mean, videos like that doing well. I did that for Slipknot. I did a How To Be Slipknot, okay. and I wrote a Slipknot song, which this is how I get away with doing original material in a video. I wrote a Slipknot song, and and it, it actually did really well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. so I'm like, wait a minute, an original song did well. I think I have my formula here. So I did Metallica. Now I'm going to do a Metallica song written by me. Cool man. And I plan to do Blink One Eighty Two, which I've never told anyone yet. <laughs> That's
2: so. exclusive. This won't be out for a, like a oh, couple weeks, so maybe you'll you know you'll announce it by. Oh day.
1: no, this one will be more than two weeks away. I assure you. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so when you you know last thing I want to kind of to talk to you about then, when you do these videos that I guess are kind of parody videos, you're like showing how Metallica is in the studio, or you're showing how Slipknot is, and here's a song yeah. I wrote in the style of whatever. You know, back in the day when Weird Al would do stuff kind of like that, he would have these run-ins with the people that he parodied. And so sometimes they'd be stoked and sometimes they'd be assholes. Have you had, other than kind of talking to Justin and, 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 and getting to know the Dragon Force guys, have you had brushes with famous people that maybe you've parodied or that just have said that they like what you're doing?
1: You know what? I don't get out much, so I've never actually met them. Like if I never met Herman at a music convention, I would have never possibly never had a relationship with him. Yeah. So I don't get out too much, but like I tried to kind of get Corey Taylor's attention with the Slipknot video. Um and even ironically, his arch nemesis is Chad Kroger. <laughs> yeah. And another my, Canadian. My,
2: another Canadian.
1: Yeah, another Canadian. <laughs> but my Slipknot video came out the same day as Nickelback's new song. Yeah. And after a day, my video had more views. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Corey Taylor, what do you think about this? Nothing. Yeah, so it's like yeah. okay. <laughs> but it's like But like but no I, nobody's
2: I, emailed you and said, like, hey man, I love what you're doing. Like no like big celebrity music people
1: or anything? Nope, not not really. No, just Honestly, no. Maybe I've offended them. <laughs>
2: i don't know man i think there's probably like i'm amazed sometimes when people hit me up that listen to this show yeah that haven't been on the show like i have nothing to do with them like i've and i don't a lot of them have told me like don't say anything so i'm gonna keep it on the down low but
1: signed the nba
2: yeah yeah I, i've had people hit me up They're like hey man i really like the show and i'm like are you catfishing me like is this fucking real right yeah <laughs> But, I mean, so I figured, I think that even if you haven't been contacted, there's, a, I mean, that many views, people have seen your fucking shit,
1: man. And I've always said, you never know who is watching you, because yeah. I didn't know Dragon Force knew who I was yeah. <laughs> until I met them. So.
2: <laughs> well, man, I had so much fun today. Uh, you're just, you're you're a great dude. I You're so talented in everything that you do. And I, you've got a subscriber for life. You keep putting the stuff out. I'll keep watching it. And my son, I'm sure, is will never stop watching what you're That's doing. That's
1: awesome. And hey, say hi to your son from me. I,
2: I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna him hit him you up. I'm gonna hit you up for a little Stevie T. Like, hey Silas, what's up? This is Stevie T. Your dad said that you like my videos. Something like that. I'll. I'll pay you. I don't give a shit, man. You no,
1: know it's all good. And no, you tell him though, like. His dad's cool because, you know, when Steve was a kid, he listened to you guys. So,
2: <laughs> Well, dude, if, I, if I'll hit you up, if if you are so inclined to make a little 30-second video for my kid, tell him I'm cool so he thinks I am, because I don't think he I will, thinks I'll, I am I'll sometimes.
1: Give, I'll give you brownie points.
2: Give me brownie sure. points. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, like, he knows about the podcast. I mean, he's, he's in first grade. He kind of understands what it is. Right. And, like, he... You know, like when Fat Mike was on, I was like, hey, buddy, this is a no effect song. This is who daddy's talking to tomorrow, you know? And and so, like, he kind of gets it. But when I said you were going to be on the show, that's when it was like, oh, the podcast is cool. Right. (laughs) It's not Jim from Pennywise or, or you know, like Tom from MXPX. It's...
1: Pulling for (laughs) Sue.
2: Yeah, Jarrett from Pulling for Sue. Well, he loves Jarrett because Jarrett does the voice of Chuck E. Cheese.
1: Oh, Jarrett
2: is amazing. Yeah, so my son, <laughs> when I told my son, I'm like, "Hey, Jarrett, you're, my buddy Jarrett's going to be on from that band, yeah, Bowling yeah. for Soup." He's like, "Oh, the guy that does Chuck E. Cheese." I'm like, "Yeah, the guy that does Chuck E. Cheese." No, no,
1: the guy from Bowling for Soup.
2: Damn it! <laughs> so, dude, I've, I've had such a good time, and I'm going to hit Soup. you up for that video because you will blow Absolutely. his you will blow his mind if that happens. No,
1: I have no problems doing it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> That's great,
2: man. I've had a really good time. Please, in the future, when you have new stuff, come back and chat with us.
1: We got, we got, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface. Well, and that's,
2: I have people back for part twos all the time. And I mean, if you're not really trying to promote stuff, we could just pick a topic and go.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. I would love to do that. I'd love to get a whole conversation going in like 2000s era pop punk, you know?
2: We could, we could branch off and have our own like co-hosting new, a new podcast. Just talk about music and shit, man.
1: Hell, I would not even be opposed to that because this was super fun.
2: <laughs> I tell you, man, I, I always have fun on these things, but talking to you was very, like, just relaxed, and thanks, man. I, I had a blast. dudes,
1: and we're, we're in two different eras of music that just, like, it just jives, you know? It
2: It, it just jives, man. <laughs> that's that's awesome. sick. Well, hey, uh, this will be out, like I said, a few weeks. I'll let you know, and uh, have a great Friday, man.
1: You as well. I mean, you have my number. We'll be texting and yeah part two i'm saying it has to be imminent because this was a lot of fun <laughs>
2: it was a lot of fun man and you know maybe we'll fire sale we'll get up to canada we can have you come do some shredding
1: hell that would be a blast <laughs> absolutely and you're welcome here anytime
2: awesome man yeah I, we didn't even talk about that I, you got a new house recently right
1: yeah the youtube money paid off <laughs>
2: We'll leave it there. We'll leave it right there. The YouTube money paid off. Steve. That's it. I love you, dude. I'll talk to you in the future, okay? Sounds good. Have a good one, man. See ya.
1: You uh, you as well. Bye-bye. So there it was.
2: My conversation with my dude, Stevie T. Had a lot of fun talking to Stevie T. And uh, I hope you guys and girls enjoyed that. Hopefully we'll have him back in the future. It's a, Just had a lot of fun talking to him. And I know it would be awesome to have him back. Hopefully you feel the same. Uh, make sure to check out his amazing YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube and check out at Steve Teraberi, which is S-T-E-V-E, T-E-R-R-E, B-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, be one of the close to almost four million subscribers to his channel, and you you'll never miss a video. It's awesome. But um, yeah, I just had such a blast chatting with Steve. And if you follow us on the socials, I'm sure you saw that cool video that he made for my son. We were talking about that earlier. He's just such a great dude, so go support him. Steve, if you're listening, it was an honor having you on, man, and uh, buddies for life. (laughs) Right, Cy? Yeah. Come up here and talk about it. So what else do you, let's do a little like post-interview with you, because you've been on the show a couple times. Yeah. But uh, what are you into right now musically? Talking to the
3: mic. I'm kind of into drums.
2: Oh, you like playing the drums?
3: Yeah, it just makes, like, nice sound. Like, I like how all the other ones are just, like, random sound. And, like, it's, like, a sound that drops. Like, it's okay. a sound that drops. Like, it doesn't, like, go through everything. It, like, drops. Like
2: Yeah. It's cool. You have Pokemon cards, too. How many do you have?
3: Um, I lost count, but...
2: We had, like, 600, right?
3: I have 600 and something.
2: 600 and something. Yeah. Okay.
3: But I may or may almost have a binder full.
2: Almost a binder full, so we have to get another binder.
3: We might have to.
2: Okay, well, what bands are you into?
3: Bands? I'm into Metallica. Of course. Um... What Metallica song I like is I like Master of Puppets.
2: Master of Puppets, of course.
3: just yes, they give me a good feeling. Like,
2: can you can you sing the chorus?
3: Master, master, master of puppets and on a strings,
2: pulling your strings, yeah. twisting your mind and smashing your dreams.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and everyone. If you're watching this...
2: Not watching, they're listening.
3: If you guys are listening, um, you have a great day and you guys have a good day.
2: Tell them to listen to Fire Cell.
3: You listen to Fire Cell every day when you're in the car.
2: There you go. Because we sound the best in the car, right? Yay. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to end this up. I just wanted Silas to talk to you guys a little bit. So say goodbye to everybody one more time.
3: Goodbye everyone. I love you.
2: He loves all of you, but so do I. I love you all. I love you all as well. So uh here's a little closing information for you before we jump out of here. I appreciate you spending so much time with me every week that I put out episodes. I know it's been kind of weird as of late but uh, i want you to follow us on the socials at t-o-t-o-t podcast follow my band that silas was just talking about fire sale we're on the socials at fire sale is a band and you can check us out on fire sale is we just recently released two new singles make sure to check them out and if you have a playlist please add them to your playlist uh come see us April 8th in Dallas, Texas for our record release show at three links. I think it starts at 7 p.m. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you need to get in touch with me, it's super easy. Hit up TOTOTpodcast at com. Make sure to check out our website, TOTOTpodcast.com. Grab some merch while you're there. It is the easiest and best way to support the show. I, sub- I bet that I can't talk today, buddy. I'm having problems. Can I talk? You want to say something else? Yeah. yeah. And-
3: Everyone, if you have Microsoft Edge on one of your devices, get get the app, get the program or whatever on Microsoft Edge that Dad has. I actually have that, and I could listen to all of <laughs> his music and get all his merch.
2: What are you? Are you rocking Amazon Music or what are you rocking? Cause that was a sponsor of the show. I think that's what you're rocking.
3: Sponsor of the show.
2: Yeah, Amazon sponsored the podcast. I think that's why you've got it. Yeah, I think that's why you've got it on there, and you're doing YouTube music. Oh, and everybody out there that's listening, Silas, I just downloaded Fruity Loops for Silas. He's been making beats.
3: Uh, Yeah, I've been. Dad actually got me. Dad made me something really cool I love. He made me a cool song, and he edited it on my computer. Yeah. He made
2: it. It's pretty cool. We're trying to get get him started young. We're working on some stuff for a talent show, too. So, uh, But we're going to get out of your hair. Um, I appreciate the support. I've got some great episodes coming up. I even have a couple episodes that need band sponsors and uh, or company sponsors, whatever. If you want to sponsor an episode, hit me up. podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Silas and I are going to get out of here, right? Well, I
3: have another thing
2: to say. Okay, if you have another thing to say, say it.
3: So... Make sure to go to subscribe to all the songs on that's Dad sponsoring. That's
2: yeah, do Dad that. Sponsored. He He's my hype man. He's he's my flavor Flave to my Chuck D, I guess. There you go.
3: It makes her sure to subscribe to Metallica.
2: Yeah, and I don't think they need your help, but that's a good idea because I'm subscribed to Metallica because they're my favorites.
3: Well, I love them.
2: So. Yeah, I know. You're my kid. That You got to, man. Uh, I love you guys and gals. Remember to be kind to one another. As always, this is Chris and...
3: Silas.
2: Signing off. Let's see. Peace.
3: Peace. Peace. See you later. Bye. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS.
0: It wasn't just a radio station. It was a lifestyle. Cleveland is a rock and roll city for sure. Right? I do like it. The Wrath
2: of the Buzzard. W-M-M-S. Demon.
1: The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.